All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. Today, I'm so excited. I'm here with Jessica Kay, and I'll just introduce her briefly. Jessica Kay specializes in guiding people to connect with their higher selves, aligning them with their soul purpose and guides. And through her expertise, she assists in revealing innate gifts, navigating challenges, and mentoring individuals on the transformative journey towards self-awareness and ascension. (laughs) I love all of that. I think because I'm so connected to helping people on that purpose path as well right like what do we come here to do what have we come here to actually experience in this lifetime so thanks for coming and I'd love to know just a little bit of how you got into galactic astrology which is a little bit of what we're going to be sharing today because I know you do a few things so how did you kind of fall into that path of galactic astrology so um I've been on a path of really understanding things in a spiritual manner for over a decade now. My history is in mental health. I've worked in mental health for about 19 years. And so in that process, I really started looking for the spiritual solutions to why we're here and how we can heal and help other people. Uh, One of Mm -hmm. the things that I studied deeply is the gene keys. And I was in a meeting with one of my gene keys fellows and she said, there's this really neat thing you need to check out. Julia Balaz is amazing and she does galactic Mm. astrology. And I think it's right up your alley. So I've been studying astrology and tarot and all kinds of different things for years. And I saw it and like immediately I signed up for the class. I signed up for a reading. And after the reading, I went for the certification. Uh, So it's kind of been a whirlwind. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how we're just like guided to the right thing exactly at the moment that it feels that peace is needed because it kind of was like an immediate thing as well. Uh, I fell upon it in some one course that I was in, which was quite galactic and all about dragons and things like that. And then somebody mentioned the galactic astrology and pulled up my chart. And I was like, like, what does all this mean? And as soon as I went to the site, I listened to, I think one of her YouTubes um, to discuss, you know, Know, some of the big energy out there and I didn't even get a reading I was just like I'm in <laughs> and I just <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually in the process of completing the certification but I haven't studied for years in astrology um, but many of the other things as well it's like what map can we use to understand ourselves because you know things happen all the time all the stories that we're living and it can be useful just to have a little bit of a map of a check-in like oh, like I'm over here at this part of my journey or I'm over here. So that's a little bit of how I use it. Um, So you mentioned gene keys as well. So do you combine the two together or how does does that fit in in the self-awareness and exploration? Yeah, it's interesting. I've just started doing doing the combination and realizing um, the gene keys do have astrological connections. And even Mm. in some of the materials, like the seven sacred steels, they connect to some of these fixed stars that we're talking about. Um, so interestingly enough, the galactic center is overhead right now. And it's also the codon mm-hmm. ring of light, which is a topic in, in gene keys. So I'll be doing a presentation on that uh, in the coming weeks. So I'm really starting to synthesize these beautiful streams of information together. But for me, it's just the beginning of it and very excited yeah. about it. Yeah, because maps are yeah. so important. They show us all of the potential that we have inside ourselves. Mm, agreed. Well, I'm sure we'll have another chat about jinkies at some point, but I think today we're going <laughs> to focus a bit on the astrology map. So yes. I've asked Jessica to have a look. And as many practitioners are incredibly intuitive, you know, I guess certain stories kind of jump out. So I'd love to hand the floor over to you and ask you what story jumps out. And also to remind the listeners, you know, like, using the maps and even sharing about these topics for me is about inviting people to hmm, open the mind, open our awareness of what's possible and to learn about how maps can help us to embody our purpose, embody who we are and come back to that path of alignment. So tell us, tell us, tell me, Jessica, what's, what's in the chart? What's the story that I'm playing out? Yes, it's a beautiful story and you hit the nail on the head. This is 
This is a chart. It is a map and it is an intuitive mixture together. So the information that I've got in reading your chart and looking at your galactic soul records is that when you separated from source, you brought in this ancient dragon energy with you. And oh. it's a really, I know, right? It's, which it's so many things that, um, tie into your purpose and what you're already doing right now, even down to the name and the title of this mm. uh, podcast. It's beautiful. So uh, an ancient dragon through the energy of the Andromedan dragons. And there's a mm. beautiful book written um, by Anaya Ara. Her book is called The Dragon Within. And it yeah. talks about, yeah. it's it's amazing. I've, I've actually done her course. That's how I came into the dragon work is through Araya, is through the dragon works. So absolutely. Yeah. So how, how did you see that in the chart to know that it's through there? Like what is the placement hmm. to see that? So you have Andromeda placements all throughout your chart. Uh, it is in your moon. It's in your ascendant. It's in your midheaven. And that's, you know, the 10th mm -hmm. house, the midheaven is really about the work that we're supposed to be doing in this life. So the dragon yes. energy connected with what you're doing in this life. And the specific flavor of the Andromeda dragon um, is bringing through otherworldly information into this earth to embody it. And when we look at your chart, mm. you have a lot of connections to embodying higher level wisdom. Uh, you're yes. very connected in the fourth and 10th house to ancestors around the father and mm. the mother. So really helping to heal those ancestral lineages of the earth. But I even see your higher mission because you came here and it's like you came here as an Andromeda dragon and you landed in the future because humanity was not going well things were not doing well there's a lot of galactic trauma galactic mm. trauma of being removed from eden of having your homeworld destroyed of enslavement yes. of refugees and so you came in knowing that the solution to the galactic issues that had arisen over the centuries the millennia you know were from an otherworldly place. So you have access, and that's where specifically they say Andromedan dragons have access to this portal to other universes. And the sole purpose mm -hmm. is to bring that information and to embody it. And yeah. so that's really, really important that you, you didn't have to take a body, but you've chosen to take a body throughout various times in various places in this galaxy to embody mm. this energy and to push it into the lineages. So for you, time is very fluid. We see that in your chart, mm. you have placements to reticulum and to the Pleiades, which for me really yeah. speaks to the future of humanity. And then you also have a lot of placements to Lyra and the past, mm. like where humanity was seated into our reality. So I see you moving through these timelines and coming into body, bringing that energy through. You've worked with a lot of powerful beings. I've seen that you've worked with Merlin mm. in the past. So you worked with powerful mm. beings in all of these different ages to help create situations where humanity is aware of their free will, is aware of their sovereignty, and you're embodying that in the body. But also, you know, you do Qigong. So you're helping yeah. physically embody these higher energies and for yeah. other people to physically embody it. And yeah. as we see, our world is in chaos. We have all of these higher energies coming in and people don't know what to do to it, do with it. Mm. You're like, oh, this yeah. is what we do. This is how we embody that. Well, that's a really interesting point you bring in about the frequencies that are coming in on, onto the earth and that people don't know what to do. You know, for the last couple of years, yeah, sure. You know, I follow some YouTubes and some Telegram channels and it's all about ascension symptoms, you know, and all the things that we experience. And yeah, sure. I experience some things in the body and I know that I go by what one of my masters tells me about energies, which is sometimes it's not that energy that's actually affecting you or feels that way. It's 
depending on how our state is and our energy, it's how we are responding to that energy. So that full moon or that whatever new frequency coming in, it's not going to hit us all the same way, dependent on how embodied we might be, how, yes. you know, how, how we can interpret and bring in that information. So hmm, this part of an embodiment, like, why do you think some people just don't realize that they actually need to interpret or embody or bring in that frequency in a way that they can make sense of it. Like, I feel like they can get, they might get carried away with the story of ascension and they feel excited about it, but don't really know what they have to do with it. Like, what's your experience in reflecting about that? Uh, I think that there is a lot of trauma. There's a lot of trauma in humanity. There's a lot of trauma in our galaxy. And there's souls at all different levels. So for mm. some of us, including you, it's very natural. You have connections to the galactic center, the super galactic center, and to the great attractor, which yeah. what, what all of those words mean is that it is very easy for you to bring in those energies and for you to process them and work with them. It's like second nature. It's what you came mm. here to do bring those energies in. And as you are doing that, I really see one of your roles is to help teach people because it's not simple and it's not easy. We are at a place in humanity where there are beings from all different levels, all different frequencies. Yeah. And if we think about that, I mean, when I looked, you came in at seven, seven D. So what is it like? What is the experience of a being who is truly a 3d being and is uncertain about what's going on. My physicality mm -hmm. is being affected. And that's where it is important for people to help them understand how we can help the physicality, how we can bring in those mm -hmm. spiritual concepts and we can help the DNA to ascend. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, I think that sometimes I take for granted the fact that, uh, you know, souls have been here for a long time and there's a lot going on where some have even lost their way. The 3D world is very yes. hard to be in for many. And yes. I've realized that as we open to our galactic connections, it's like all of a sudden somebody walked into the room and turned the light on. And just wow. that awareness is enough to shift them and say, oh my goodness, there's something larger than life going on right now. And they can connect mm -hmm. into it but it's hard to move on a path when you can't see it. Yes, totally. Well, that yeah. path of awakening, if you want to call it that, illumination, bringing light to things, being the light. I mean, all those words are those words for a reason, right? It's like, of course, you can't see it until someone turns on the light. <laughs> so that makes sense. So I know that in galactic astrology, we obviously are looking at the star placements in our charts. So not just the planets, but also where the stars are. So you mentioned Andromeda. So when we look at the stars now, for example, in Andromeda, does Andromeda include other energies as well? Or when you see Andromeda, that means dragon energy. Like how did you piece mm -hmm. that part that it was Andromedan dragon? So I guess, yeah, like I'm asking about the star energies. Do they each come with their own stories or are there specific things that are again, specific to individuals, depending on other things you're reading in the chart? Yeah. So with Andromeda, the keynotes around that are, a feminine energy, the divine feminine. And the Andromedan energy is a shapeshifter energy. It is existing in a reality that's constantly shifting and changing. It's very colorful. It's very beautiful. And the beings there, because reality is constantly changing around them, they're very certain of who they are. They know mm. oh, this is who I am. Everything can change around me and I'm not moved because that is the beautiful, colorful, shifting reality that they live in. Uh, now, mm. being a dragon is a specific aspect. So that's where that was information from your soul records. I started mm. with, you know, when you separated from source, what was your density? Seven de seventh density. What was the kind of being that you came in as an ancient dragon? And then specifically in the ancient yeah. dragons, what was the frequency? And that was the Andromedan ancient dragon. Mm -hmm. so we look at that and it's like, well, you've got lots of Andromedan placements. 
you're connected to many different portals in this galaxy, outside of this galaxy, outside of this universe. So you're traveling through time, you're traveling through space, and it's like you're gathering exactly the right recipe of the energies that are needed for now. Yes. <laughs> yes. And your, your incarnations are very purposeful. So we see that you're out and about traveling, but you bring those energies through the galactic center so they can be understand in this galaxy and you bring it through Polaris. You have a connection to Polaris. So that mm. is the highest information for the earth. That is our North star. So you're mm. very smart and purposeful and um, intelligent about how you gather this information. You bring it through these different lenses and these different energy signatures so that it can be understood by those that you interact with, you know, communicating these higher wisdom is also part of your chart. So it's like, when we look at what you're doing day to day, it's right here in your chart. Like, of course you're right on mission. You're right on purpose. Communicating yeah, these good higher. To know, good to know. <laughs> well, some beautiful, points, some beautiful points. Al. <laughs> it's like, wow. You know, when you know yourself so well, but you know, in the human struggle, it does seem like a struggle at times because you're still trying to intellectualize and make sense of, okay, like, why am I being called to do this? Why is that thing not flowing? So it's interesting how the masterfulness of our own self and how we've created, you know, the pathways. And I know you mentioned the North Node and we'll come to that. So you, you mentioned about time and space and, and traveling around and just bringing different energies. So the informations that I've gotten so far in different kinds of work, so, you know, using shamanism journeying you know the deep kind of work of going within so last year I think I think about a year ago I was on a vision quest so vision quest out in nature three days just having water you know just being out in nature in this very very small circumference around the 10th and just communing with spirit and the guide that I was working with that whole year because it was a year-long journey but three days out in nature and my guide was actually dragon so I didn't know all of this information at that time, but what came to me in the vision that I was asking for, I was asking for my name, like my soul name and, and like kind of to help me with the purpose. So one of them, so two names came, wow, I actually haven't thought about this in ages. So one name was actually minder of dragons, minder of dragons. It wasn't keeper of dragons or it was minder of dragons. And that's fascinating because now when I feel dragons, I literally see dragons at every portal. So when I'm tuning into the universe and bringing in the energies, I see the dragons around the portals like, okay, this one is the key code to go here and that one is the key code. So it's interesting. It's like the consciousness is all connected, you know, through the stars and whatnot. And the, the dragons are the ones that are, you know, gatekeeping at the portal. So fascinating it took a year to understand that the second name that was uh given to me was time space jumper time space jumper which <laughs> at that time I also thought yeah it makes sense you know like in shamanic journeying and things we are kind of going from here to there from here to there all the time but I think in this context of even greater than what I was aware of right like on a galactic level that's exactly it you know bringing pieces of the past into now and the future into now and from that dimension things into now so you know whatever map and whatever journey that people are on I guess it's a, a good reminder that sometimes it takes time for the pieces to make sense for this humanness you know to understand <laughs> so thank you for you know really rounding that off and like oh yeah that has come to me so this process of self-awareness is really uh, an important part that I mention and, and really emphasize with people like don't just do one reading one session one exploration and then go away right like this is a lifelong thing of unfolding at least that's what I think tell uh -huh. us a little bit of you mentioned north node so how does that how does that fit in because north node's a little bit about what we're here to do as well isn't it yes it definitely is so your North Node is in Gemini in the first decan. And I'm going to say a whole lot of words, which essentially means that you are here 
to bring through that wisdom and embody it. That first decan is around the body. So you're embodying this mm. wisdom and it is for the collective in the 11th house. So that's mm. kind of the flavor of your North node in the past in this. Uh, and they say, you know, the North node, really, we start actualizing that usually later in life, you know, 40 and beyond. Mm. So this whole idea mm. that, yes, our life shifts. So I can see in your South node, you came into life, very creative, uh, wisdom there, embodiment there. So there's a lot of juiciness and color and creativity. And that then led to the kind of, that was the personal world. And you're pushing that out into the collective now. And yeah. the keynotes in the North node and the South notes the same stars, but they're flipped. So some of them are coming through directly. Some of them are coming through in later life. And when we look at that for you, what shows up are um, these portals, like portal, portal, black hole, like in the South node and the North node, you are very comfortable working with these energies. You are very comfortable going through these different portals, going around the galaxy and the the main black hole is the great attractor so you're attracting in these fractals you're distilling them and you're putting them out into the conscious collective in a form of embodiment you're also working with reticulum so that is one mm -hmm. of the future lines of humanity bringing through those different energies and helping them to succeed because if we look at some of the kind of the future lineages of humanity they moved away mm -hmm. from uh, reproduction and into cloning. Well, that didn't end well for them. There wasn't yeah. enough DNA matter. It just, it ended up kind of being soulless. And they were like, whoops, we made a mistake. We need help. We need to make sure that this beautiful thing, like humanity was a wish from the universe that was seeded into this galaxy. And it was this beautiful thing that was born across our galaxy. And when things didn't go right, and even in the future, when we got past all of this trauma, then it ended up not moving forward. That's heartbreaking. So that's where mm -hmm. a lot of people are here. And you're one of them that came and said, I will be here. I will bring my knowledge and wisdom and be here and work with others to ensure the future of humanity exists and is beautiful yeah. and creative. Yeah. So when I, when I look at your North Node and South Node, that's really what I see is working with you've got Hyades there so working with some of these populations that came from lyra working yeah. with them through that trauma of being displaced mm. yeah and i mentioned in the last podcast as well you know about that that fear of the fear but the deep deep undertone of like not having a home not feeling safe like safety has been a big theme so i find it again interesting and very insightful to see how those energies can be seeded at a much deeper level than just thinking oh it's childhood trauma which you know it could be but it just goes you know further back so just before we you know move even further on even if we looked at more traditional astrology obviously there already is north node and south node and looking at these placements so what can you see I guess what more insights or more layers are you able to see because we look at the stars as well, because we're looking at galactic astrology, what is it that this modality can really share that is different than traditional astrology? Does yes, that question definitely. make sense? It totally does. Well, and I think for me, it brings in, because I've, I've worked with trauma. I've worked with people with trauma. I've worked with my own trauma. And mm. we try to explain it. We try to make sense. I want to understand where these feelings, like you said, of not feeling safe and at home. Some of it can be explained by here, but sometimes there's this deeper level where you feel like I've healed what this body and this experience has experienced, but we're tapping into more of the collective. And especially with you, your North node is in the 11th house. You are tapping mm. into the collective trauma. So what does that look like? Well, you may not have been displaced on this earth, nor any lineage that you were part of has been displaced. Maybe, maybe not. 
But when we look at the galactic, it opens things up even more to see this story mm. where humanity has been traumatized, has been thrown mm. out of their home. They've seen their planet blown up in front of them. You know, that whole mm. idea of kicked out of Eden. Our mythology comes from the stars. And we know deep inside of ourselves that there is wounding and there's also gifts there. But if we don't know the larger image and, and picture of that, we can't connect to it. So, okay, I'm healing ancestral trauma, but we're healing ancestral galactic trauma. And these things yes. are deep. And so then when that comes up and it overwhelms us, I've heard from so many people that are sensitive. I don't know why I've just been crying and crying and crying. And it's like, allow it to flow through because we are healing this. We are mm. bringing energies in, but we are also healing the collective grief of our galaxy. Yeah. And also seeing where ascension leads us. Yeah. I think that just adds to the beautiful depths of the context of where we really are. And in this time of remembrance, wherever we are on the spectrum of remembering, right? It's it's not that galactic whatever is not for everyone. You know, it is for everyone. We are all just on our pace and on our path of that remembrance you know, rewind, whatever, even 10 years ago, five years ago, like I was not near any of the galactic stuff. I understood a little bit more. I was getting to understand about healing self, getting to know myself, you know, just it's that curiosity in me that's always wondering, wondering, oh, you know, like following the, the rabbit holes and the breadcrumbs. But adding that galactic piece, everything just, there was this, yeah, making sense of, oh, I see. You know, it's that knowing of like, oh, I see. And it's like that peace just becomes much larger. We say, you know, there's a world beyond, you know, it's a much greater purpose. Oh my goodness. I don't think I could have fathomed just how great it is when we look at a galactic level of things. So I guess, you know, again, for people who might be listening that are doing their own healing work or understanding trauma like don't worry about it if you're not getting the galactic piece yet like it's there you know like whatever healing we're doing it's working on all layers of our being and all levels of that and I think just sharing more of this knowledge as you are as we are just allows that seeding of people are going to find it when they when they need to aren't they yes well and we have an amazing I think it opens up the reality of the amazing amount of beings out there our brotherhood, our sisterhood, like we have mm. all of these beings out there that want to help us. And we have finally grown up to where we've become more aware of everything that is that's out there. We're coming of age. Yeah. And we're not just the center of the universe. There's so much more to explore and to support us. And now we're becoming aware of that. And it shifts everything. We have a larger purpose than just this life. We are more than just this life. And that mm. adds so much meaning and depth to, I think, what we do every day. Yeah. Well, so North Node, South Node, so that tells us some of the things we've come into and where we might be going. So as with everything, there's always roadblocks and obstructions. So would that be some of the wounding? Like how do we identify some of the themes of our wounding? Yes. In trauma and chart, what would you be looking at? So I would be looking definitively at Chiron and mm. at any places where there are squares in the chart. So yeah. for you, yeah. Chiron is in Pleiades and the story mm. around that. And this is where I think that you came in to the Pleiades to help bring in that energy, to help humanity. And the Pleiades want freedom. And they saw mm. that there was so much oppression happening in the Orion system. And they said, mm. we're not okay with you having prisoners. These beautiful beings are being subjugated. And they came in, they said, you need to release the prisoners. And, you know, as darkness does, sometimes it just reached out and blew up a planet. Yeah. And so when you come in and you're excited and you're wanting to free people and you're on a mission and all of a sudden this horrible thing happens, like, whoa, my purpose was here to come to help humanity. And now a planet has exploded. And many people believe that planets are another level of consciousness. So to yeah. lose a being at that level is traumatic to the collective. 
And it just kind of puts mm-hmm. a halt to everything that's going on. And I feel like that's your wounding. You were a part of that mission and you were bringing in those energies. A lot of other beings were too. And it was a huge lesson for this galaxy to realize what the level of darkness that they were working with, that darkness can't always be reasoned with, and to then use those Andromedan problem-solving, out-of-the-box thinking on how we can approach this. So I think that's Mm -hmm. where everything shifted for you. And it wasn't so much, and, and I'm not saying that you were the one who made this decision. I think you said, okay, you guys tried the direct approach, you tried the very masculine. Yeah. Let's try the feminine approach. Let's try the subtle approach. How can yeah. we bring in other energies to influence this? Because that didn't work. So you mm-hmm. were able to be the voice of reason and shifting those. You know, you have connections to the Shapley attractor. That is mm-hmm. bringing out of the box solutions, understanding things that are working behind the scenes and saying, Let's find a long-term solution to this. And so beings then began incarnating, bringing in specific energies, incarnating, embodying literally the wisdom that they've brought into this galaxy, bringing specific energies to embody, and then not only working with humanity, but working with the earth, working with the planets, working with our library of light and our DNA codes. So how can we have the whole galaxy conspire to ascension? How can we work Mm. with the sun to bring those codes in, to work with these other galaxies to bring these codes in, to shepherd humanity's consciousness through a slow, gradual awakening that allows this process to happen out of free will and sovereignty by teaching people Mm. who they are and continuing to move that energy and consciousness up. And as we can see, as I can see, it's been a huge success. Are we there yet? No, but we're on the cusp of these huge transformational shifts. And it has been through beings like you doing this for long periods of time and finally seeing your missions come to fruition. Mm. So how does that relate to the, I mean, that's like, yeah, like nail on the head, like just, I feel it. I can feel the resonance of that story as you're saying it. And I, I wish that most of my days, well, it is, you know, it's like lost in that time space of like this world, you know, I could do this all the time. So in the embodiment of the human experience, then how can we be aware of these, you know, deeper aspects of soul and that true mission, our true self. And how can we reconcile or allow that to, I don't know if it's in parallel or to merge like with our 3D self, right? Like I have struggled with being totally loving this work. You know, I just want to do it, right? Like I hate all the things that have to do with telling people actually what I do because I can't actually pinpoint it, right? It's that that shape-shifting energy, oh my goodness, like I have seen myself shape-shift in my offerings and my things, and I'm like, I don't know who my target market is, because it's everybody, and as things are changing, the energy is constantly changing, so on a human level, I have struggled with that, I've struggled, you know, with articulating and, you know, doing the things that you need to, like making money so you can pay for your, your home, and, you know, stuff like that, whilst inside I fully know that this mission is there it's like how can we help others or how can we merge more with our mundane and human experience does that question make sense 100 percent. and I think what we don't realize is that the beings that we are the intelligence behind that is so massive our embodiment our bodies our mundane life is bringing through. We've planned this out so specifically. And what I see more and more is that just us being here on earth, breathing every single day, even if we are not at our higher highest frequency, we are doing the work. There is no such thing as mundane. We are here transforming our realities all around us, even in our day jobs, or maybe those jobs that are not so glamorous, like 
Mm-hmm. We are literally beacons of this energy coming through in this embodiment. And I, we don't realize that because we haven't been shown that map. And I believe that galactic astrology shows that map. Like I said, when I looked at your chart, your higher self purposely brought through your energy through different portals and put it through specific places so that even you being born, your frequency is naturally bringing this energy through and it's emanating Mm. all around you. And when I realized that about myself and relaxed into it, I can sit at the, you know, the motor vehicle waiting to get my driver's license and I can feel it just flood through me when I am willing to relax and know that just breathing is enough. All of a sudden I'm flooded with this energy and you know, it should take five minutes and it took 30 minutes and I just sat there and I emanated and it was beautiful. So it's like, well, maybe that thing that took a really long time was on purpose. You were supposed to be bringing this energy here because I realized that other things that should take a really long time don't like I zip through life, but then I'm spending an hour in the grocery store, walking around in circles, looking for a can of tomatoes. And it's like, oh, Jessica, you're supposed to be here. And those random Mm -hmm. conversations that we have with people aren't random. They're the most important thing we did that day. And when we Mm -hmm. can open up to that flow, everything shifts. And we see grace pouring out of every moment and realizing Mm -hmm. that our existence here, our everyday kindnesses, we're activating people and we're being activated. And so that's where it's, we are important. Um, I, you know, I met with somebody who felt like their life wasn't that important, that what they were doing wasn't important. They were a star being. You're bringing through the energy of the star while you're working at this beautiful like gas station. So it's like, we have no clue who we say hi to and who we talk to and how those energies are affecting us and how we're affecting them. We have no clue about the amazing things that we're surrounded by. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's what I would say. It's it's humbling for me to see these galactic maps because they remind me that they're, everything is intentional and that I am so much more than this body. But being mm-hmm. in this body is the most important thing that I have chosen to do right now is to be in this body here okay. and now. Yeah, totally. Uh, so for chirons or for woundings, then what if people, you know, now we're specifically looking at it all, oh, we're making sense of things. So what if people didn't have a map? You know, I'm sure that the wounds and the, those traumas will still show up. So will they, will the masterfulness of the plan just play out? Do we even need to worry about what's in our map and chart? Like, does it just have its course that it will run whether or not you're looking at it or not 100 percent uh i i feel like all of this stuff is happening and when i speak to people it it actually is more reminding them like oh wow i did just start channeling like that did just come online so it's not so much of like hey by the way i don't think you know this it's like i knew that but it's allowing people to trust the process that is unfolding and that it's on purpose. We Mm. have created this beautiful life for ourselves. And when we acknowledge that there's higher wisdom in that, that it is our higher wisdom and that even the things that may be challenging were set there for a reason. And we just accept and allow and kind of embrace that and surrender to it. We're not surrendering to something outside of us. We're surrendering to that higher wisdom that is in those higher dimensions and acknowledging Mm -hmm. that this 3d life was created to happen this way. So yes, we will work through that wounding through those struggles and through those gifts. And as much as I hear people say, Oh, well, it's hard to accept this wounding even more. So I hear people say it's hard to accept how amazing I get all these amazing insights and I have a blockage to it. It's like, it's harder for us to accept how amazing we are and what we really have access to. And when we can step Mm -hmm. out of the way of that and allow it just a little bit more, when we accept that things can be easy, that life has a Mm -hmm. flow, it all starts shifting for us and Mm -hmm. our perspective shifts. 
Mm. But it's a little bit of mindset. To me, I feel like there's a lot of energy maybe around what the powers that be, you know, want us to believe, maybe how small we actually are. You know, there's a lot of restrictions in the energy that it's not fully conducive or open to us being tapped in. It's almost like this kind of work has been, you know, um, shamed or rejected or neglected. You know, it's definitely not mainstream. There's a lot of collective energy keeping us in our place, keeping us in our spot. So are the energies of earth now, like as, are the, as the energies are coming in, are they conducive to us breaking out of those chains? I feel more and more so. But for people to even see that there's a lot of systems of control and really, yeah, like, I, I don't know, there's no other word than control, you know, over our mind, over our soul, like, I really want people to know that they really need to understand the laws of the universe, like the fact that our reality is created from our mind as well. How do you see that? How do you see those? I'm just going to call them systems, systems of control or like that kind of keeping us in our spot. Like, do you get a sense of that? And that's why most, a lot of people haven't remembered their magnificence and the bigness and grandness of who they are. Yes, I completely see that. And for me, uh, it's about sovereignty. It's about making decisions that honor my sovereignty every single day. And that's how I bring this in into a wider audience. People may mm. not all understand galactic astrology, but if everybody begins to understand where they give away their power in small acts every day. That is the stepping stone to seeing it because the system is there. Yes. And it is keeping people in, in a box and it's not allowing us to see how amazing we are, but all we have to do is start questioning what we've been told. And it has this idea mm. of being, for me, it's curiosity. So yes. yes, I was told this, but am I open to hearing somebody else's opinion? Can I be curious about what other people's opinions are? I don't have to believe it's right or wrong. I just respect that other people have a different opinion than mine. And I want to hear it because I want my mind to open. And I want to see the things in my everyday life where I'm letting somebody else or something else have control and challenging that. Well, you know, you can't do this. Really? Can I? actually maybe mm -hmm. I can and and is it about giving up the comfort so if I go against mm -hmm. it may not be comfortable but am I willing for my sovereignty's sake to be a little uncomfortable and yeah. move forward so that's where for me it's like taking away other people's control but also being comfortable in the discomfort and holding mm -hmm. that space of curiosity and then things start falling away. And it's like, well, I believe that they could control me, but in this way, they can't anymore. And in this way, they can't anymore. And there are certain things like, you know, we all have to pay taxes and there's different things like that, that are bigger systems issues. But in the day to day, in the day to day, I have found more and more freedom as I chase my sovereignty and I'm willing to be a little bit more uncomfortable because having free will is the most important thing for me. And that's where it shifts. And then it's like, okay, well, then I'm okay with people talking about galactic astrology and other lives and other beings, because I'm okay and open to hearing other things. And that's where, yeah. you know, things shift and reality shifts slowly. Yeah, beautifully said. Yeah, I often come back to you. Okay, so what are the ethos? What's the values, you know, that I always hold, whether it's in sessions or in life? And you know, the other day I had narrowed it down to my current three because it's always shifting as well, but it was curiosity, creativity, and community. You know, it's that collective energy, but also that we're free to play, like, come, let's, you know, creativity has such a joy of expression, right? Like I see embodiment and expression quite related and curiosity. Like if we're not interested in things and we're not curious, like then, well, you know, you just nothing will happen. 
So what about this embodiment piece? So, okay, so people will naturally live out the course of their stories, you know, the masterful lessons and, and karmic things that they've come into experience. We have a direction, which is probably expressed in our North Node, maybe in our mid Midheaven, I think you called it. Yeah. So what about, again, in this mundane but not mundane life, does it matter then what job or what career we choose because in the system of humanity right people have jobs and careers even though our mission is far greater than that does it matter then in our physical you know mundane world career expression how we actually what we actually choose so i would say i don't believe that it does i think that we can exist in whatever profession we've chosen as long as we look at how we're interacting in that place. So are we going to allow it to be easy? Because we've been told the story that we're going to work hard. And then when we're really, really old, we get to retire and we may or may not have money, but does that have to be true? Because yeah. there are people, and I'm one of them, who have come into this world to change systems. And you can't do that mm -hmm. from the outside. But if you sit inside, and when people come to you, you're able to think out of the box and create solutions. You're able to solve problems. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm not some high ranking person in my job. I'm a frontline employee, but I get to have access to our customers. I get to have access to my coworkers. And it's this idea of 360 degree leadership. So we have That's an right. impact on everything around us. And that is what is important for my soul to shake the system. And if I can get people to think differently, even a little bit, to realize their free will, to realize that they don't have to follow the path that's been laid for them by humanity, right. by the humanity or whatever it is, by the control systems, that they can think differently and see things differently. Like how revolutionary is that? And that's where mindset mm -hmm. is revolutionary. Our perspective yeah. is revolutionary. We're not yeah. fighting a physical war. We are out there changing people's minds. And that is changing literally how humanity proceeds forward. Mm, yeah, beautifully said. That's exactly it, right? The wars now, you know, they're much more subtle. They're much more subtle in the sense that you don't even... Yeah, there are some physical things that obviously are happening. It's like the demonstration, again, the, the expression of that, whether it's control or oppression or the taking away of our powers, right? It's, it's up to us to choose differently, to be open to different solutions, to different ways of existing, of thriving. So we're not just, you know, only surviving, right? Like it's wanting to thrive. So I definitely hold the vision that humanity can thrive and be in a healed state, whatever healed state is. But you know, it's we're on that evolutionary path as well, which requires each and every one of us to remain committed to our own path of evolution. I think, you know, it's not going to happen by itself. The rate of transformation and evolution in some ways is entirely up to us. We can just go you know, like, I don't know what part of my chart says that, but I just go straight and, oh, let's do it. And I just, you know, banged out like 3000 hours of training and personal development and healing in the last, like probably three years. I'm like, that is insane. <laughs> but the, that path was just like, it just blew my mind open of like, I, I want, like, I need to go into this. So yeah, that's kind of how I want to share that everyone can choose their own rate of transformation here. <laughs> yes. Well, and the other thing too, you have quite a few opposites and that's like this later life thing. And I've seen so many people right now, like your soul planned it this way. Mm. Qatar is going to live this life. And then at some point we're on and it's, you know, there's no stopping now. It's 5,000 miles an hour and you're ready and you're loving it and you're doing it. And I've, in the last year, I've run into more and more people that are being activated, no matter what age they are, in their 60s, in their 40s, in their 20s, all of a sudden people are coming in and being very aware of, I have to do this. Nothing can get in my way. I have to learn this. I have to do this. I have to give this service to the world. And it's like, that tells me like the timeline is we're there, like we're speeding towards ascension and I can feel it 
Because as much as we see what's going on in the world and we hear the news and it tells us, okay, well, that's, you know, the collective's pulse point. We also hear in our day-to-day -day the beautiful things that are happening all around the world. So the good and the bad, in my opinion, are starting to even out a whole lot. And I'm just waiting mm. for that critical mass to be reached where yes. so many people have been activated and come online that all of that negative is going to shift away because there's just not space for it anymore. In the Ascension, mm. there's not going to be space for it as we clear all of this galactic trauma, ancestral trauma, mm. and personal trauma. There's just no more space for that negative and that positive just keeps flowing through pushing it like we see that oh i'm having a rough time well that that trauma is getting pushed to the forefront to be processed right. because there's all of these higher level energies coming through and we've got to make room yeah yeah that's right beautiful well that was fascinating to look at all of these aspects. I'm going to just share with people how they can find you if you're, you know, wanting to connect. So Jessica's got over 19 years of experience in mental health, has a master's degree in social work as well, and she facilitates healing from the trauma. We've talked a lot about that all the way to galactic trauma, recovering the lost soul aspects and reintegrating into the whole self. And that's such a major piece, right? It's like, how do we actually integrate that? As a Reiki master and licensed massage therapist, she guides individuals in embodying their highest frequencies and timelines and also the gene keys. She does the gene keys. She's a guide there. So I'm going to drop all of your links there as well. So if anybody's looking for a galactic astrology reading or in her Gene Keys work, um, do go there. And this is the time for all of us to explore more of the maps of ourself, whichever maps resonate with you so that we can come and embody who we are. So thank you so much for sharing, Jessica. And anything else you want to end this beautiful session with to our listeners? I just want to remind everyone how powerful we all are and how much there is out there for us and that it doesn't take a lot of effort to just connect into those higher energies and bring them through into your day-to-day -day life. It will be life-changing. Yes. Amen. I hope to that. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thank you for this beautiful time together and for your work and service. Thank you.